that we're uh, we're just chasing Jesus today. You know, uh, when I was consistently standing in this spot, the one thing I knew was I knew when I was going to be speaking. But the problem is coming back, just walking and working with Rick, is now I'm that guy that he can just wink at again. So I love and appreciate you for that. <laughs> Always better be ready. Uh, but but I do have a word just, just for a moment to share with us today, something that God's really been speaking into to our lives and and for us to consider, and that's just this, that, and even this day, um, as Bev was saying, I mean, there, there have been a lot of prophetic words to this effect, but often what I think challenges me the most is that I, I get caught in this trap where I'm fighting the wrong fight. In fact, if I just could just give us a brief exhortation from the Lord today, it would just be this, to fight the fight where the fight's being fought. Or I could say that a different way, fight the right fight. Uh, because the temptation is when uh, it's it's this craziest thing, don't you know that it's so that when life's going well, that in and of itself is its own challenge for us, because all of a sudden uh, we get a bit off point and we miss encounter with God on a daily basis, and then you know things don't have to go particularly wrong for things to go wrong, because our eyes aren't on Him, and so we get caught then in the most trivial ways fighting the wrong fight. We're struggling over things that aren't even that important. Our identity is being challenged by things that really by the next week probably won't matter much. Maybe a comment someone made or, or something we just saw or heard or believed about ourselves. And all of a sudden, we're in this place where we're contending for something we were never meant to hold or have anyway. It wasn't, it wasn't what made us who we are. Then, though, there's also that time when life's just tough. And maybe it's because there's an issue in our lives, man, a sin battle we're fighting or facing, and we're trying to be good enough, or we're trying to do well enough, we're trying to walk strong enough, and we're fighting that fight. You know what I'm saying? We get all up. We know a lot about that here. You know, we we can say the word grace 55 times a day and still live under the law because we're just we're not fighting the fight where the fight's being fought. And the Lord's really been dealing with me about that just in my own personal walk a lot lately. I think of the scripture in 1 Peter 5, 8 that says, Be sober-minded, be watchful. For your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. But that's a little intimidating. I mean, he ain't even just trying to attack us. He's trying to devour. That's a strong word, man. I'm about to be eaten. But that same book, different book in the same Bible, says this in Revelation that the line of the tribe of Judah has conquered. We do have a real enemy and adversary, but we also have a conquering king, right? And I think of what the word of the Lord says in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verses 1 through 4. When you go out to war against your enemies. Did you see that? This is not some sort of fatalistic commentary on life and living. That's not what this is at all. This is just the Lord's exhortation for victory. Sounds a bit fatalistic because it says when you go out to war against your enemies, not if you go out to war against your enemies. And we've said from this this spot many times, um, as long as we live on this side of eternity, we will experience those things that are a result of the shadow of the fall. The fall cast a really big shadow. There's, Jesus said it this way, if you want to concern yourself with what he said, and we certainly should. He said, in this life you will have trouble. Listen again. 
I mean, <laughs> I am a very by nature optimistic person and I like being with optimistic people, but optimism won't carry us through the reality of this life. Trying to maintain your optimistic perspectives will ultimately let you down. But if you can hold on to faith in who God is. Let me continue. And he said, and when you go out to war against your enemies and you see the horses and the chariots and an army larger than your own, you shall not be afraid of them. That's already been spoken this morning. One of the prophetic words was about not choosing fear in the face of opposition. You shall not be afraid of them for the Lord your God is with you. Who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Can we just make a declaration of faith in our own heart this day that we know who it was who brought us up? Again, the New Testament version of that proclamation is I know in whom I have believed. And I am persuaded. In my heart, I am persuaded that he is able. Verse the Lord is with you. He, he goes on to say, And you shall not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God is with you. I'm kind of hung up on the passage of Scripture from Luke right now that says He is Emmanuel, God with us, in as much as it is 85 days till Christmas. In case you hadn't been keeping up with that yourself. Um, and He's not just Emmanuel that's occasionally with us. It's not just a God who shows up to see how we're doing. Come on, somebody. He's a God who's always with us. He's the God. He's the God who never leaves. He's the only one that can say that and always mean it. Never and always are words as far as I'm concerned that are restricted to God. Because when he says never and he says always, he means them both. The Lord, your God, is with you. Brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And when you draw near to the battle, because there will be a battle, the priest shall come forward and speak in to the people. The priest, really? The priest? I mean, shouldn't that mean, shouldn't that be, I mean, surely they had some, some warriors, you know what I'm saying? I mean, surely they had some, some guys who were dressed in what we would have considered biblical times you know battle array i mean i'm looking for spartacus here you know some guy with a big sword and a shield but fyi you got to fight the right fight fight the battle where the fight the battle's being fought right and they shall say to them hero israel today you are drawing near for the battle against your enemies let your heart let not your heart faint do not fear or panic or be afraid in dread of them for the lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory. Paul said it this way, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. We get caught in this trap so often. There are many of us in this house today who are desperately trying in our own strength to figure out what God is saying or, or just the will of the Lord or what we're going to do or how we're going to do it, how we're going to pull it off. We've done the math 47 times. We've backed up and we've looked present and we've gone forward trying to discern and to see how we're going to get it done. And I'm not saying that that on some level isn't a part of how the Lord speaks. But ultimately, this is a battle that is fought and won in the spiritual. And I can see it in your, what is he actually saying? I wonder when he's going to get to what he's actually saying. I'm saying that when we draw near to God, 
that the, the right fight to fight is, is to non-negotiably hang tight with Jesus. To say whatever else it is that life um, presents to me was one of the prayers in our mini circle a minute ago. It was, it was the, the request that applied to all of us always the most. And that was that because of the way that life lives, sometimes it seems so difficult just to stay close to Christ. To live in a place of encounter. That is the fight. That's it. That's the fight. Now, Pat said a second ago, it's really not that hard. It's just a choice to go, okay, this is what I believe about who He is, and I'm going to stand in that. And when we do that, there's grace that just... Hey, look at this place. Look at this space. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not flesh. So let's back up again to 10, 3, 2 Corinthians 2 and 3. For, we're walking, for though we walk in the flesh, we're not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but the divine power to destroy strongholds. Or consider 2 Corinthians 10, 5. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. Isn't that a lot where... The fight gets fought. Isn't that that place? Isn't that how this works? Isn't that, isn't it that in this, this, this morning, this intentionality of this leadership team, when we showed up, we didn't know what was going on, but they had heard God say, listen, this group of people, they need some me time. You come in here and you can do all the things you normally do, and, and those are good things to do, and I'm sure normally that's what we'll be doing. But the fact of the matter is, this is, where the fight's being fought right now. That if we could just come in and somehow we could encounter Him and we could be with God, then we would be able to destroy those arguments and lofty opinions that raise themselves against the knowledge of God. What does that mean? So think, think about it for yourself for a second. Okay? What does that mean? What, what is this talking about? How does that look like? Or how does that live for you? Let me read it again. We destroy... This is where the fight's being fought. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion that raises itself against the knowledge of God. I'm just giving you a second to think about it. What is it in your life that takes that spot, that comes in and, and raises itself against the knowledge of God, that takes the God spot in your thoughts and in your in your heart, in your interactions, and all of a sudden you're like, how did I get off point with God? What did I was going over here and I ended up over here? What did, when did I quit caring about the thing that matters most, which is just walking with God, being with God? Knowing God and... Knowing that God knows me. I think we call that relationship. So then he says, again, Paul, he wrote a book to the Ephesians church. They were like us. They struggled with this too. So he wrote them a letter, actually. But they made it a book. Ephesians 6, verse 10 through 12, so it would be easier for us to look up, says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Fight the right fight. Fight the fight where the fight's being fought. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the enemy's 
schemes. The schemes of the devil, the dirty dog tricks of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, Matthew 17, 20, Jesus gave a word. How much faith does it take to live in this place of spiritual victory? Jesus said, I'm going to tell you the truth. And I'll be honest with you guys. I, I don't think this scripture is about landscaping. Except spiritual landscaping. But he says, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, listen, I'm not asking you to bow up on it and believe big enough. I'm asking you to believe in me. Just, just put the small amount of faith that you have in who I am. And you'll be able to say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will be moved. And nothing will be impossible for you. So that Paul, who had written the aforementioned letters, could say to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, 7, I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race and I've kept the faith. I preached several weeks ago, probably by now two and a half, three months ago, uh, in Dwelling Place. Um that this is a it's a real war and it requires real warriors with real with real weapons but and I don't want to backtrack from that truth I think that that's so but I don't believe there's any more important point to make than just this that I've said to you today that we got to fight the right fight and the one that we've got the grace to win is this that God bridge the gap That was created by sin. That's why he came, and that's the power of the cross, and that's the truth about communion, is it's just our declaration that we know now that we can come to him, and we can be close, and we can stay near. And it's he's, as the Word of God says, he is never far from each of us. Go ahead, man. Play that guitar. You know, I found out that's biblical. When the kings of Israel came to Elisha and they were all distraught because they didn't have any water and they felt like they were going to lose the battle against the Moabites because they were going to thirst to death. And they came to Elisha and he only heard what they had to say because of his love for the king of Judah. He told them that, but he called for background music. like that so much it's biblical it's true check it out there's 7300 ways to say this today to say have you been fighting in your own strength have been striving to try to be close to God or to overcome the temptations in your life or to encourage and there's a lot of truth in all of that to encourage yourself in the Lord those things but maybe you were trying to encourage yourself in a different kind of truth we do that too as opposed to encouraging ourselves and the Lord but all that there is in this life does all that it can do to separate us from who he is rather even just to separate us from him and today's been a day about being close the enemy will fight against that more than he'll fight against anything else
Paul asked this question. It was a good one. It was not really a rhetorical question. He said, but, but Romans 8. He is Emmanuel. FYI. And Paul asked this question. He said, what can separate us? together a pretty impressive list of possible problems. They were not trivial things. They were real stuff that happens in life. But then he answered his own question with this statement when he said, nothing. <laughs> because in all things we are what? This is a fight we were destined to win. Because it's the fight that Christ already fought. And he came out victorious. So, Lord, I just pray this today that we would be close to you. God, that we would be close to you. That nothing, Lord, we wouldn't let anything. God, that we wouldn't get caught in the trap of trying to be good enough or, or trying to correct our own behavior, even, Lord. And as much as I know that there's a place for you, grace is to be diligent in all those things, God. But, Lord, none of that happens unless we're just hanging tight with you, Jesus. Lord, I pray for the one who has a small baby <laughs> that won't sleep. Lord, that in those moments of chaos, that that chaos would become just quiet uh, rest and realization of who you are. I pray for that mom that's maybe walking and, and dad's not walking with you right now. Or God, that dad that maybe he's trying to live and maybe mom's struggling in faith right now. But God, that instead of trying to fix all that, Lord, we could just press into who you are and be close to you. Lord, I pray for that one whose finances are upside down. And, there's just this effort to try to get around that and, and again God I know being the stewards and being faithful and provider and all that but Lord just pressing into you fighting the fight where the fight's being fought Lord winning in the spiritual Lord winning in the spiritual being close to you God that nothing could separate us realizing that the weapons of our warfare are not, they're not carnal they're not our ability to reason it out or to think it through but the best way to win is to trust in you to be with you God, and for some it's early in the morning and others it's the middle of the day and some it's late at night. But Lord, just let it be this, that we're aware of you all day, every day. And that we walk with you, that we learn from you, that we grow in you. And I just come against the enemy. Lord, that he has no right to rob us. We know he's a thief. We know he comes to steal and kill and destroy. But we know that you are the lion of the tribe of Judah. And that you are worthy. So, Lord, we just declare victory in closeness today. We declare victory in closeness to you today. We will walk with our God. In the powerful authority of Jesus, we pray.